0: I'm sad because Packers fans are happy. But, hey, we get to talk shit about the Bills. So that'll be fun. Oh, so many emotions. And uh, we'll have all of it here next.
1: For Frequency's sake, has you covered on all things sports, from the squared circle to the hardwood and the gridiron to the speedway, we've got something for everyone. Walk down the aisle with the boys from Cards Subject to Change every Sunday as they take a deep dive into everything pro wrestling. Need your gambling fix? We've got you there. Enter Pit Row with Rod Villa Gomez and Fast Money as we win the checkered flag with NASCAR, Xfinity, and Truck Race winners and props. Football more your style? Explore the waters of NFL DFS with DFS Deep Dive with Brian Craighead and Jordan Kernan each week. More into the science portion of the game? We've got a double dose of action there. The Professor John Bush and Dennis Michelson take you into their science lab and dissect your week in the data lab. Want an analytical take? Nick Gurl and the team at Gridiron AI come to you each week with the lab. Need to know who to start last minute? The network's flagship show, for fantasy's sake, is here in a pinch. The fellas come to you live every football Sunday from 10 to 1130 Central with the week's best DFS, gambling, and lineup advice. And wrap up your Sundays with Joe Winkle and Nick Brinks as they come to you live with educated ignorance looking at all the day's action. Can't get enough of Joe? He comes to you three times a week. Not enough football on Sunday? Not a problem. Kick your feet up at lunch on Monday and slip on into the football lounge with Dan and Mark while they look at the week that was in news, notes, and more. For frequency's sake, you know what we mean.
0: Damn right we know you know what we mean. Welcome to the Educated Ignorance Podcast. This is the Monday Night Post Show. We're going to try to be as excited as we can be because the news just broke about Aaron Rodgers, which we kind of already knew. So we're going to talk about that when we can. Um, but what a crazy game, man, What a crazy game. The NFL, even when it 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 all feels is lost, somehow they pull Roger Goodell has the best drug on earth, man, because the NFL is a what a, a ten hour just injection of black tar heroin into your veins. And then on Monday, on Mondays and Thursday nights, sometimes you get bad, sometimes you get goods, but it's still usually craziness. And it's an emotional roller coaster. And tonight was an emotional roller coaster. So we're gonna talk about all of it. We also have our week two or week one Elite Eight. So our first power rankings of the season. It's not power rankings. I think power rankings are for nerdish, but I guess you can call it power rankings. Um so We will have our first NFL Elite Eight of the season, week one. That should be a doozy. All of that and more. uh, I'm excited. You know, this this night kind of took a turn for the worst, but we are ready to rock and roll. So let's see we can get in and out of here in a brisk 45-ish minutes. We're not going to go into anything other. Just going to be Monday night and the Elite Eight. Sunday's the big show. We're going to kind of scale some stuff back this year. Uh, shout out to my sinister six. We're going four and two all after everything that happened. We're excited. Uh, so yeah, that is it. We're going to let's, uh, let's get it rocking. Uh, this is the educated ignorance podcast. Let's talk some ball.
2: Listening to the Four Frequency Sake Network. Oh yeah.
0: What a a bit of a sad night. I mean, like, we're gonna do everything we can in our power to have some fun, but man, this is this is rough. Like, I I feel bad for Jets fans, and I'm a fan of a divisional rival, but I just wanna hug all of you right now, uh, as tight as I can, because man. The news pretty much just broke that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be pretty much done for the year with a ruptured Achilles. So let's start there. Monday night game, Jets-Bills. We're all jacked up for it. We're all excited to see what this uh, what this Jets team is going to look like. Uh, I've obviously been higher than some on the Jets. I think people all offseason were really... I think they were very outspoken on the Jets because they don't like Aaron Rodgers. So now it's going to be interesting to see how some of those people spin their takes for tomorrow on all these hot take shows about the Jets and and Aaron Rodgers and all of this shit. Because the 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 best part's gonna be all you know the 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 it's the worst part, but can't I, I can't wait for somebody Some of these folks to be like, I told you their offensive line would be bad, and he didn't even last three throws behind them. When, yes, he got hurt on the play where Dwayne Brown literally basically it looked like he got shot in the back of the head in Boondock Saints. But all things considered, it's going to be a lot of satire stuff that I'm not going to be here for. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And we might have just saw his last meaningful moments as an NFL player. Because at 39 years old, a ruptured Achilles, man, it just sucks. And for what this team could have been, I mean, that's another thing too. And again, I'm a fan of a divisional rival, but it just, it stinks. Jordan says, uh, J-E-T-S, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 cash that, cash that money line. Really does suck about Rogers. I was excited to watch what he uh what he could do to elevate the young guys. Yeah, man, it stinks. It it really does. And look, good for them that they got the win tonight. They deserved it. We're gonna get into reasons why they won the game. But yeah, where this season goes from here for the Jets, it's it's not good. I I don't see how this is. <sighs> Any different from last year, barring somehow you go out and get like a Carson Wentz or a Joe—I mean, even a—and that's not going to make things much better. Uh yeah, man, Joe, Joe Flacco, Carson Wentz, any of your options—they're not going to be big, much bigger upgrades. So you're pretty much stuck at what you're at with Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson wasn't good tonight. And that's what you know. You know Zach Wilson's not good. It's why they went and they swung for the fences and got Aaron Rodgers because it would help the ceiling be a bit unlimited uh, to a degree. But So yeah, all in all, this is really, really shitty. And I feel bad. It's a good thing, I guess, that tomorrow tomorrow's stuff is going to... I think the shift is going to be... Our second topic here, third probably third topic, actually, when we're, we're looking at this com- from this game's perspective, uh, compared to the Rogers stuff, because the Rogers stuff, it's kind of in and out. Their season's cooked. Will he play again? You know, all that type of stuff. Uh, some folks will try to be sick and gnarly and, and bring up schematics with the injury, but at the end of the day, you know, this is this is going to this is going to be uh I feel for again, I feel for Jets fans. I really do. This is a brutal uh this is a brutal thing to have happen to you in in your first game. I guess this also this happened to Vinny just a Verde back in the early 2000s too, so God man, you're cursed. But you got tonight. And here's the thing here's the C, here's a silver lining for Jets fans. Your defense is still amazing. Anybody who tried to take away from the Jets to be like their defense wasn't as good, blah blah blah. I thought their defense was awesome, mainly because like they didn't rely on turnovers last year. Uh you know, some defense is is offense, I think, is off, offensive output is consistent. It's a rare, it's rare for that. You might have a random one team spike here or there because of, you know, depending on certain stuff, but it's consist offense is way more consistent on a year to year basis. Defense is very, you know, major league baseball pitching statistics when it comes to who's good, who's bad and whatnot. A lot of that does have to do with turnovers and turnover is turnovers are luck based. The Jets defense last year did not live and die off turnovers. and that's why I felt really good about this defense coming into the year. It's why I felt the J- the Rogers thing was so important and yeah, their defense tonight was great. And yes, the gift that keeps on giving, we're going to talk about him in a little bit, but the jets defense is really good guys. And the, the, the Williams bros, Quincy and Quinnen, Quinnen was great. Their D line has guys everywhere. Jermaine Johnson, Florida state guy, um, uh, John Franklin Myers was it was in there. Their secondary is good. Sauce Gardner didn't have a great game, but um, you know, Stephon Diggs is a hell of a cover. I, I always feel like I underrate that guy. He's he's really good. Uh, Diggs went nuts. DJ Reed is solid. Jordan Whitehead had a career night, three picks, but their defense is really good. CJ Mosley, so they. Are going to be fine on that end, but the problem is they're going to have to win games, which they did tonight. They won game. They won a game tonight. They tonight was a page out of the 2006 Bears defense. Forced a shit ton of turnovers, and we get a non-offensive touchdown. That's what they did tonight, and it was it was electric. Um, so yeah, I want to make sure. Um. <laughs> One second, second, my guy Tanner. Uh, here's a great take from Tanner talking about the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Uh, I don't have the energy to hear all those dumb fucks bash Rodgers tomorrow. Yep, I don't either, buddy. Uh, all this, I'm, uh, I'm just replying to him. I'm sorry, this is live, guys. Uh, oh, gross. All right, so. Yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm, I I feel tomorrow hot take television is going to be disgusting. Uh, who was it? Okay. Uh, the, the Rogers discourse is going to be really bad. A lot of people are going to be grandstanding. A guy probably his career ending, one of the greatest of all time. And yeah, man, it stinks. It stinks. So, with all that, let's actually change the subject. Something that's going to cheer me up, because on the lo- on the seventh day, the Lord rose, or the Lord rested, and when he rested, he said, "Fuck the bills." Oh, that was great. Uh, real quick, Will in my co- in the comment section, this this was a close game. I didn't even think the Jets had the chance when Rogers went down. Yeah, man, it felt like we were all watching our own funeral for a bit. Uh, that's what I felt. That's what, that's what it felt like. Um, and shout out to shout out to Josh Allen. As I said, the gift that keeps on giving, he is, uh, let's sorry, y'all he is the gift that keeps on giving. Josh Allen is honestly so. I have a graphic that it might be in here somewhere, but I probably I don't want to go look for it. I probably couldn't pull it up in Streamyard. Here's a here's a famous quote from last year. Uh, Great insight from a guy after the Vikings Jets Vikings game. Remember the Vikings game last year that Jordan Jefferson crazy one hand catch fourth and eighteen. Vikings didn't score, but then Josh Allen fumbled in his own end zone. Vikings recovered it and went to OT, and then Josh Allen threw a meaningless interception. He also threw a, an interception uh, in regulation that was meaning that was really bad. And to end the game in overtime, he threw an interception as well to to end the game. Here's a great quote from a a, a, a podcaster: His ceiling is as high or higher than any quarterback that's ever played. But his floor is the depths of hell, depths of hell. He gives, but he takes away. The problem is when he takes takes away, it's the most cataclysmic error that you could ever imagine. I said that. I said that last year, the Vikings game. Tonight was a thousand times worse. Each interception was worse and worse and worse than the one before. He's just trying again. Another one of those situations where he's trying to fit the world's largest square peg into the most non-existent round hole that's ever existed. He's throwing arm punts down the field into double coverage. He's Josh Allen has major fuck it. He's down there. Uh, fuck it. X insert name here is down there somewhere. Attitude. That that's those are his vibes. His vibes are roll out. Put a blindfold on and say, "So, all right, that boy down there somewhere, let's chuck it. That's Josh Allen's vibes. He rolls out of bed with that mentality. And the third pick, he's just staring down a deep curl route for an hour and a half, and Whitehead comes over and picks it. And then the fumble. It's just, it's beautiful, yakety sacks, Mark Sanchez, butt fumble type, uh, Josh Allen gloriousness, where it's him. Bumbling and fumbling and stumbling all over the place, and does you know he he gives the ball away? It's why the Jets won because I know the Bills came back to tie it, but the that put the game into OT. Uh, it, it's insane what Allen here's here's the reality that people. Don't want to talk about with Josh Allen, right? Everyone wants to make him the heir apparent or not the heir apparent, but everyone wants to put him on the same level as Mahome's because of his tools or look at how cool he is when he does this shit. The motherfucker is brain dead. The shit he does is stupid. he's careless. he's reckless I, and. I understand he makes cool plays, but it's for the sa- It's for the sake of what? Throwing the ball 50 y- dar- yards downfield into double coverage for no reason? Me- careless fumbles? He was 10 yards short of a first down on third and 25, running the ball, and he jumps like Michael Jordan in the dunk contest from the free throw line. The stuff he does is insane. But how dare you put someone like Trevor Lawrence above him in your quarterback rankings? How dare you say Joe Burrow is better than him? Because Joe Burrow is, I don't know, this crazy thing. Uh, He does this crazy thing. Uh, It's a novel concept like protect the ball. Allen doesn't give a shit. Allen is, I, I, it's, he is the NFL's gift that keeps on giving. That's the new the new tagline for Josh Allen. It's insane. And listen, again, what I said in the quote, the ceiling is as high as anybody. The floor is the depths of hell. The floor is all the turnovers. And but the ceiling, the two minute drill to take it to overtime, they have they don't use a timeout. they or I guess they use one timeout. They use the middle of the field the entire time. They never go out of bounds. Easy money, man. That's how good he can be every like when he's styled in. But man, we put the cart before the horse with these guys way too much. And again, this isn't an, I'm not trying to overreact on a macro, micro, macro. I'm bad with that, but just you get your, I'm not trying to overanalyze one game, but again, it's kind of like with the bears yesterday. Some of my friends are telling me you're, you're, you're overreacting for one game, blah, 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 and whatnot. Don't forget the bears beat the team that finished in uh, that loss in the NFC title game last year. It's like, yeah, but here's the thing for the bears yesterday. That rant wasn't about one game. That rant was about years and years and years of incompetence. Well, tonight, losing your mind over Josh Allen, it's not a one game overreaction. You can pull up dozens of games where he does this. Dozens. The list is endless of the, holy hell, here's another horrendous Josh Allen mistake. Here's another crazy thing that Josh Allen did. I remember his first playoff game, on a game tying or winning attempting drive, he's running down the field. Again, he it, if if it's he has the combination of it's not just he rolls out of bed with the fuck it someone's down there mentality. He has unlimited YOLO brain. This motherfucker in a playoff game, his first playoff game, running down the field just like hey, let's Travis Kelsey lateral it to nobody. He's insane. It works sometimes, like he the. The the rollout uh, third down play where he just like cornhole tossed it to Latavius Murray and Murray picked up the first down. Yeah, sometimes that shit works and sometimes that's what people go goo gaga. There's the pretty blonde chick in high school. Oh my god, look look at how great she is and look at all of her cute friends. But instead, you realize their personalities trash. They hate dogs for some reason. They're they they only eat avocados. It's insanity that's, I mean, I bought, I didn't land the plane on that one, but you understand the point I'm trying to get at. The, the fact that you can get ragdolled for, for feeling guys like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow are better than Josh Allen. It's asinine. And Jordan says, you know, they'll still find a way to talk about Dak, Dak has his flaws too, but Dak is, doesn't, Dak doesn't come out of the tunnel, you know, like Aaron Rodgers came out of the tunnel running down out on the field with the American flag. Josh Allen starts every game running out of the tunnel with a goddamn crack pipe. I mean, it's like Dave Chappelle scratching. Anyone got $5? And that's what he's, he's scratching like, man, Any. Have I have I done some weird shit? Have I like tried to jump over four guys yet at the line of scrimmage? Have I have I thrown into triple coverage not looking yet? It's insanity what Josh Allen does. On a nightly basis at times. But then he'll roll out with the flick of the wrist, throw a 60 yard bomb over like perfectly into the bucket. And then rightfully we'll lose our minds. But he is again the you the good with the bad, but the bad. It'd be different if he just had a couple backbreaking plays every now and then. Every now and then, this motherfucker once a week makes you want to gouge your eyes out. Think crazy. Short current. If the NFL wants someone to throw balls into double coverage, I'll play for this league minimum. Yeah, man. Sometimes it would be like that. But hey, what do I know? Right, I'm just a dumb media guy. I don't know like I'm excited I'm I'm disgusted and I'm excited to see what the narrative the sports media narrative is tomorrow because if Josh Allen is not getting buried 32 feet under the earth's core then we have lost the plot as a society the bills I really think the bills are on the fringes as a playoff team sorry if that narrative like you know makes your your feelings hurt or whatever, but that's, you know, if it inflames your tear ducts, but that's how I feel about the Bills. They're not physical up front. Their run defense isn't great still. And, you know, you have too much craziness when it comes to their best player. For where I think they're going to be, you can't lose games like this. This was a layup. But Josh Allen said, fuck it, I'm bored. Let's have a good time. Let's party! That's what Josh Allen said. Josh Allen is, Josh Allen is the guy in Project X who, who breaks the gnome, and then all the ecstasy comes out. That's his type of party. He's like, guys, let's let's hear colors and smell sounds. Are you ready to roll? That is Josh Allen's type of party. Shout out to Nate, man. Shout out to Nate. This might be my best rant ever. We are going off the top. So, yeah. Micro or macro, I don't know what they are. Josh Allen is a psychopath. Absolute psychopath. The opposite of micro or macro. Someone help me in the comments. Which one is small? I guess micros, big, small picture. Macro is big picture. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah, how about them Giants? Yeah. Oh. You know, I was starting to feel coming up to the uh, season that I might be wrong about picking the under for them. Yesterday gave me some confidence. Jordan, Miami division winner. Yeah. People bash Tua. while Josh Allen's fucking running out there like uh, the Bird Box, the Bird Box movie where Jennifer, or whoever it was, the chick who robbed everybody in the Blindside movie, Sandra Bullock, is running out there with the blindfold on in Bird Box. Josh Allen is the place quarterback like the Bird Box meme. He's backwards, everything's happening behind him, he's throwing it into the opposite end zone. Carnage, absolute carnage. I don't have any more jokes, honestly. I, I got all of them off. Uh, so, yeah, micro. Um, Josh Allen's a psychopath, bad game. When you look at it, it could. A loss like this, where after the first drive, it should have been a layup because Zach Wilson is an abomination to America. Uh, Zach Wilson is an abomination to American democracy. Um. Because of that, Josh Allen decided, screw it, I'm bored, let's turn this into Techno Bowl, and the Bills lost. That punt return was also sick. And we need to, as a nation, start turkey shooting folks out of turkey basters into the ozone layer uh, every time someone says a football loss or a sporting event has an asterisk by it. Mike Tirico said it on television about the Lions on Thursday, and then the dude said the punt return tonight should have an asterisk because the refs missed a tripping call. Listen, man, in that building on this day, if that ref threw the flag for the tripping call on the punt, them officials would have been assassinated on live television. Like, there would have been, we would have been talking about like the MetLife Knoll or something, if you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, we would have had some wild stuff go down. But regardless, yeah, uh, tough one for the Bills. I'm happy for Jets fans, even though I'm a Dolphins fan, because I felt so bad for you about three and a half hours ago. But, unfortunately, your season's cooked. Now, if you can run the ball, and if Zach Wilson is, like, doesn't just give the other team the football, maybe you can go 500 again. But, good luck. Again, I feel terrible for him. All right. That was fun. That went longer than I expected. But, man, we got some good takes off in that one okay one thing everybody tuning in we're gonna uh take a quick break we'll be about a minute a minute and a half two minutes tops so nate you're watching don't run off and i don't know get the get the pipe from josh allen or something nobody do that hang tight just sit back we'll be back because we got some bills to pay uh here uh the educated insurance podcast uh we'll take a quick break
2: serving the quad cities area since 1973 And with over 50 years of excellence on their track record, you'll see why it's so easy to trust their experts when it comes to all of your home improvement projects. This family-owned business has you covered on all your needs. Protect your home or building from the elements today and get great roof repair services. Need new windows? No problem. Durham Remodeling can upgrade your windows and doors. Whether you want to upgrade the little details in your home or office, or want to tear a room down and start fresh, the expert contractors at Durham Remodeling have your back. Even the smallest changes can completely transform your space. Ready to start entertaining your friends for backyard barbecues? Durham Remodeling will help you plan, design, and build your deck and patio for the perfect outdoor space. Durham Remodeling's work is 100% guaranteed, so you can rest assured that you're getting the best service around. Call 309-786-6715 today for your free estimate for all your roofing, siding, flooring, windows, and painting needs. That's Durham Remodeling, 309-786-6750. Hate mowing? Need your lawn or business landscaped? Having trouble with an unruly yard that your neighbors hate? Yard Barbers LLC is your hookup. Mowing, weeding, edging, trimming, aerating, fertilizing, Holloway, they can do it all. And they aren't just good for your summertime yard blues. They work all year long, and you can get signed up for their winter services for that annoying snow and ice removal. Find Yard Barbers on Facebook at Yard Barbers LLC, send them an email at YardBarbersQC at gmail.com, or shoot them a text at 309-235-1595. Enough
0: bullshit. Let's get moderately real son. It is time for our flagship segment on this show. The Sinister Six, you could kind of say is, but um, you know, we shout out to the shout out to the Sinister Six because we went four and two this week. <laughs> shout out to Josh Allen for um uh shout out to Josh Allen for cashing that Jets two and a half. Uh so we are Going back to our Elite Eight, last week was our Week Zero Elite Eight, or two weeks ago, I guess we did that. My apologies. Um, Just for people that were curious, our Week Zero Elite Eight was uh, Bills, Cowboys, Lions, Niners, Jags, Eagles, Bengals, Chiefs. That's eight to one. So we'll see how different it is. Let's have some fun. All right. Sit back, crack the knuckles a bit. Want to thank everybody tuning in. Uh in the comments, give me your top eight teams. Uh, you know, give me who you have as the top eight teams in the NFL. We are going to give our starting with number eight, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I really liked what they did on uh I really like what they did on. Sunday because I I think the 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 fact that they were able to win a game the way they did. It's a game that they don't usually win. It was an ugly game. It was a weird game. It had some 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 weird uh, moments. It had some crazy up and down stuff. Uh, It had that scoop and score where Lawrence got knocked, lost the ball, and then it fell into Bigsby's hands, and then he got the ball stripped, uh, and then it got scooped up and taken to the house. Gave them that 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 put him down, but they answered the bell. They come back, score the game's final 14 points. Very impressed with what the Jags did. The defense wasn't great, but the offense kept them in, ga- in the game, and people were ragging on the defense. That's a tough assignment. Steichen's a really good O.C., in about two months, that Colts offense could be clicking to some degree. I think you'll still have the the lulls with Richardson as a rookie, but I think he's going to be really good. And I I feel that the Jags defense bowed up at times in the second half. The offense is going only going to get better. Calvin Ridley's a maniac. Trevor Lawrence is the man, so yeah. Jags at eight. Uh, I just love, um, just what they can be all season long, and I think they're they're going to be on. It's going to take some some crazy stuff for them to not be on this list. All right, number seven, the Cincinnati Bengals. Far hard fall from two to seven. Um, but I just have to give credit to some other performances from the weekend to put that put ahead of them. I'm okay with I mean a lot of people that don't take this in the way that I do are going to have the Bengals you know still in their top 3 top 4 but I feel like there's a hierarchy right now that we saw from this weekend and and I do probably have one team a little bit higher than the other others but I'll get to that later. The Bengals fall off for me it, it honestly doesn't have much to do with them it ha- it just has a lot to do with other teams and how how impressed I was this weekend. Again, I still have the bay. I, I, I rode the Browns all weekend. I told everybody the Browns would win that game, and I still I picked the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, guys. Like, don't don't fret if you're a Bengals believer. The Browns played really, really well. Uh, their defense with Jim Schwartz was very impressive. Uh, Burrow hadn't practiced in a long time. The game was in nasty conditions, so you know, that was it was just different, it was different looks. It was different stuff that the Bengals really weren't used to. And the Browns took advantage of it. If you're selling Bengals stock because of last week, uh, you know, then I will gladly buy it. You can DM me. My DMs are open to anybody and everybody. Um, you uh, Feel free to come in here and s- come and sell me your Cincinnati Bengals stock. I will gladly take all of it. I think they're going to be just fine. A uh, num a couple quick comments. None of these related to the teams we talked about yet. My guy Austin said, "I know I'm late, but Rodgers already. Yeah, very sad." We talked about that. Uh, Nate says, "I like the Falcons. They were solid. I need to see more on offense, though." And he said, "The Packers defense looking right too. I need to I need to hold the jury out on the Packers until I see them play teams that." are creative offensively and like well coached uh like Nate your Atlanta Falcons uh I might be hammering the Falcons I I need I need the sh- I need the sharps of Vegas to bet the shit out of the Packers so I can just get all the points in the world on Atlanta by whenever I put my sinister 6 out by the way so Nate if you can help move some lines for me I need you to call some bookies and tell them to like get the get people to buy the Packers, so I can try to get the the Falcons at like plus two or two and a half. So that's where I'm at. Uh, number six. Moving on. By the way, this segment is brought to you by Yard Barbers. Every week, the Elite Eight is going to be brought to you by Yard Barbers and our our podcast network. Is going to be is always brought to you by Durham Remodeling. So shout out to those guys for sponsoring us, and shout out to Yard Barbers who's for sponsoring the Elite Eight. Number six. Oh, we're back. The Miami Dolphins. Listen, man. People are going to want to ragdoll it. People are going to call it fake. People are going to say it doesn't matter, or doesn't exist, it's not real, whatever. Dolphins are good. And something I don't think we touched on enough was how good Mike McDaniel was yesterday. At getting schematics to get guys open, the stuff that they're doing is so next level. Not many. I don't think any offense in the NFL, on, to be honest, at today operates at the level of the Dolphins when everything's clicking. That is the best and most dangerous offense in the NFL because of the amount of speed and explosiveness that they've got. There are teams that pass pro better. There's teams that run the ball better. There's teams with better quarterbacks, but no team, in my opinion, has better weapons because of the schematics and the skill and the speed that they have. Waddle and Hill, they have guys that they have depth at the receiver position. Craycraft and Berrios and Smythe. Moser can run. Wilson can run. Um, Their O-line is okay. It's not great, but it's okay because McDaniel knows what he's doing to scheme stuff up to make it easy. The Dolphins are one of the – they are the toughest offense to game plan for in the league because of their speed. The Niners are tough because of all the things that they can run at you, but the Dolphins – the Dolphins have what they don't have, and that is the speed and the explosiveness to hit you hard and knock you out in one punch. It's not like Bills, Mike Tyson stuff that people talk about because the Bills don't have any flow or rhythm to their, to their stuff. The bills that are just kind of random sometimes at flurries. It's why you'll see them lose tonight, but they'll beat the Raiders next week at home, probably like 42 to six. Cause that's just what the bills do when they roll. It's an avalanche, but the dolphins are the excellence of just execution and not just not talking. I mean, they execute, but I'm talking about like execution as in guillotine, chop your head off. Like, you blink and you make one wrong step and you are done because that's how good they are and i do think their defense is going to get much better i don't put listen yesterday wasn't great by any means but vic fangio is too good to 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 let to yesterday be a, an indictment or the the you know the norm yesterday i think is just the floor of what their offense is or their defense is going to be and I think that, that there's a, they are gonna go only up from here. They play the Patriots this week too, so they could have a day. I think Fangio will draw up a lot of stuff to get Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, uh Christian Wilkins, all those types, all those dogs inside. Uh he's gonna do a lot of different things to get them some advantageous stuff up front because the Patriots line isn't great, especially inside. I think Christian Wilkins could have a huge day next week. So I will um, I'm, I'll am i be interested to see how Fangio bounces back. Oh, the fall from grace. Chiefs fans are not going to like this. Turn away the Kansas City Chiefs at number five. They'll be back in the top like two tomorrow um, or next week. They'll be okay. But um the the, the the offense, it doesn't scare me, but the receiving core Thursday just confirmed and solidified my feelings towards it and how average it is, uh, so that was worrisome. Um, other than that, though, they'll be okay, man. Listen, you're in the top eight. That's pretty good. You're going to realize all eight of these teams are really good, man. They're really good. Um, it was It's hard, and it's going to be hard all year to narrow it down to these to eight on a weekly basis. It just is um, things for can you can't, you can take some stuff away from this week for the, from the chiefs. Like I said, the, the, they're not going to have that many drops again, but the wide receiver core isn't special uh, because of the fact that they just are limited at this at, at style and skill, man, they don't get open. W- well, Uh, They're going to have to scheme a lot of stuff up, which they will, especially when Kelsey comes back and he takes attention away from people. Uh, They don't run the ball well at all. But, hey, in addition for them, they have a great defense. They showed on Thursday without their best player on defense, and he just got signed today. So he'll be back for the Jags game next week, and that'll be big because they need to win. But uh, that'll be an interesting game uh, in Jacksonville. So, yeah, I think getting Chris Jones back is a massive vibes play for them, Uh, and after all weekend probably thinking, how in the hell did we let that game get away? I think that was really impressive, uh, or really big for them, I should say, to get Jones back. Number four, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Don't take too much into the Bill Belichick, made Jalen Hurts worse takes that some people might try to throw out there. Those are just going to be wrong. The Eagles offense will be fine. The Patriots defense, guys, is really good. Really good. The, I'm going to be sweating next Sunday because they're going to make my Dolphins sweat, they're, well, obviously, but it's going to be a dog fight. Uh, listen, the, the Eagles maybe survived a little bit, but they'll be fine. They got too much, too much umph. and Jalen Carter. Hoo-wee! Um yeah, man, some people overthink shit way too much when it comes to the draft. People let Laramie Tunsil fall to, like, 13. People let Jalen Carter fall to nine. And then the Chicago Bears, what a dumb organization, traded the pick away to to Philadelphia for Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter was the best player in that game yesterday. A rookie defensive tackle was the best player on the field. Jalen Carter's really good. He sits in a house of peers with Jones, Quinn and Williams. That's the that's the room that he's in. And Aaron Donald still, Aaron Donald made some plays yesterday. Aaron Donald's still amazing. Let's not count him out. Shout out to the Rams, man. Shout out to the Rams. Uh so yeah, that was God, he's good. And Fletcher Cox was kind of turning back the hands of time. Cox was good last year, but even he was kind of hit or miss at times, so Good to see him have some spunk yesterday. That was impressive. All right, number three. Listen, man. Listen. Y'all are going to be crazy. Y'all are going to think I'm crazy. But that's fine. Let me be the one that was right a month and a half before everybody else is. Oh, their offense. wasn't. They only scored 21 points. I thought their offense was going to be much better. Hmm. Well, the Chiefs defense is good. They only did one thing outside of a pick sticks on a drop and a drive with a fake punt. Hmm. You nerds suck it. You dorks quit looking at algorithms and clipboards and fantasy football stats to tell you what football means and what teams are good. All y'all can be wrong on the Lions while I will sit here atop the throne telling you how I was right six weeks before everybody else was. They're good. They are really good. Their defense looked much better on Thursday. Like, up uh, they had a pulse. I didn't say this on Thursday and I needed to. Aiden Hutchinson, man, god damn, he's good. He's really good. Uh, he was just lit. I mean, he turned Jawan Taylor into a fullback basically at O line because of how good Hutchinson was eating ass all, beating their ass all game. Hutchinson's really good. Their defensive line is tough. Their linebackers—they didn't get tested like they will later in the season against teams that actually run the ball. But they make plays, and their offense will be fine. It was a bad night at the office against a really good defense. The chiefs defense is pretty good. They're the chiefs defense is top 10 potential. The lions offense is going to be top 10. They're fine. They are going to be okay. Especially because five weeks from now they'll get Jamal well, or they'll get uh Jamison Williams back. Who's I don't know, kind of good. They will also have uh they will also continue to develop and get Jameer Gibbs more and more involved. And then we're going to be like, Jameer Gibbs, look at this candy. Look at all this candy we have on Halloween. Jameer Gibbs is is sensational. He's going to be a cheat code when they figure out how to use him more and everything will flow. Ben Johnson won't be drunk and call smoke screens on third and six in the red zone. Like he did on Thursday night, the Lions are going to be fine. So again, let me, I know Nate, I didn't mean to say eating ass. Uh, uh, not going to sit here and ragged all the Lions offense because they played a good defense and in a, a weird styled game. Both defenses played well. And the Lions used what they brought, dance what Brungham, and leaned on the Chiefs to close it out. That's what they did. But hey, again, y'all can... Uh, Nate said Lions, nice for sure, but we knew this after last year. Not everybody, bro. The crazy thing about the Lions is so many people were like anti smart take. They were going to like, they tried to galaxy brain it like, whoa, all of you people are going to be picking the Lions this year as a dark horse, blah, 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 or whatever. Like, we really trust the Lions. Like, they also say, we really trust the Jacksonville Jaguars to be good. Yeah. When you get, it's almost like when you get good players on your team your, and good coaching, your team ends up becoming good. (sighs) What a concept. What a novel, insane concept. Good players, good coaching, good culture, whatever that means. Good organizational uh, foundation means the team is good. The product is good. Who would have ever thought weird? But no, it's like the Jags are the Jags and the Lions are the Lions because I'm dumb and have to not be able to form my own opinion, says insert media per personality here. Like, I don't get it. So everybody wanted, like, pseudo take their way out of thinking the Lions were good. <laughs> All offseason, I heard how are we really sure the Lions are going to be good? Jared Goff, like, oh, it's maddening. So listen, like I said, I will sit here. On this poo, I will sit atop this church and proclaim that I was good right on the lions when they're five and two in a in a month and a half, and I'll be like weird. It's almost like it was right in front of your face. Deep breath. I'm sassy today, man. God, what's wrong with me? Is that good? Do I look good? Does sassy look good on me? Someone answer that question. I don't know. Uh I'm going to piss people off, man. Uh, who's number two? Oh, yeah. Damn it. Nate, I did it. I'm going to make Nate like a producer so he can just feed me shit. Uh, I bought an in. The Cowboys are good. They're really good. Uh, I, I'm going to regret this when they lose to the Zach Wilson-led Jets next week and Dak has three picks. But they're good. <laughs> they're really good. <laughs> they forty balled the Giants on the road. Um, their defense was, is is insane. Probably the best in the league. Them and the Jets are two of the best defenses in the league. But but they are clearly have the firm grip on number one. And their offense will only get better. Um, it's a weird game. You never people are gonna want to nitpick maybe the offensive stuff, but like, it's hard to have offense offensive output the way they did, like, like at a high level when the defense, like it just, it's, that's game balance. It always, trust me, it's just, you gotta, it's one of those weird vibes things. You have to just agree with me on this one. So like they use Pollard in nice ways, then that'll only get better because he's going to have, be more of a feature. Uh, and yeah, man, that defense is nasty. They have depth. They are too deep. At he said looking cast, my guy. Shout out to you, Nate. He said Dak is on bullshit this year for peace with co- uh comments like the hey man, Dak Dak is uh Dak is fine. I'll bet Dak guy. The the Cowboys would be irrelevant if it wasn't for Dakota Prescott. Does he have a ceiling? Yes. And if he didn't play if he didn't play for the Cowboys, though, people would like him a lot more. Um but yeah, I Look, I told myself all off season, don't buy into the Cowboys until they prove it to you. <sighs> they didn't beat the Niners last night, but they beat the Giants and they own the Giants. But damn it, they beat the brakes off of them and it was fun. I had fun watching it. It looked like Georgia versus like a middle pack Big Ten team or like a middle of the pack SEC team. Like it looked like Georgia versus. Like, if Georgia rolled out of bed, I'll say last year's Georgia team. Because this year, I don't know yet. They played UT and Alman in the first two weeks. And Almond doesn't even have a football program right now. Uh, if they... If last year's Georgia team played last year's, like... Joe, Think of a Georgia Tech, probably. They played, actually... Go watch that film and watch, like, the speed differential when Georgia was on defense. That's what last night's game between the Cowboys and Giants looked like. It looked like you put the Cowboys defense on, like, one and a half fast forward and you hit the slow-mo button on the Giants offense. I've never seen that in an NFL game before. That was insane. So good on them. They're number two. But damn it, man, the most impressive performance of the weekend might be these guys. Isaiah asked, most elite looking team so far. You could kind of say like that to a degree is why what is what this ranking is. My rankings when I do these elite eights are a combination of power rankings slash tiers. It it has a model of consistency of like teams that I think are good long term, like the cheat, like the Chiefs and the Bengals. Um, you know, they're still going to be on the, it's going to take a lot for them to not get on this list. Cause I think they're going to be okay. Even if the chiefs lose to the Jags in like a close game, I'll probably still have them at like eight. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like I, I I'm never going to be the guy that just ranks the, t- the eight best teams with that one on Sunday. Like I can't do that. Cause I mean, like you'd have like the Rams on here. That was impressive. I just don't think it's sustainable. You'll have the Packers on here. And yes, I know people think that look good, but I don't think that's sustainable. You'll have a team. You'll you'd put the team on here like who I think is close. They're just not here like the Browns. The Browns are probably somewhere in the 10 or 11 to 12 range. Um, even the Jets. The Jets have that win tonight with Rodgers. They probably make the list maybe because I didn't I wouldn't want to take the Jags out. They'd be like ninth, but you know. It's it's hard sometimes to kind of narrow it down to some things, but the 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 top of this are, in my opinion, the the three, the four best teams I've seen. At least the two, definitely, when you look at this. The the Niners and the Cowboys are the are impressive. And they looked damn impressive yesterday. And at the Niners, they just do so much so well. Brandon Ayuk's life changed when Brock Purdy became the starting quarterback. It really did. Um he Purdy is here's why Purdy is successful. Let me try to put this in as simple of a take as I can. Brock Purdy is successful because in this offense, here's here's let me rephrase this. Here's why Purdy. It's not that he, why he's successful. Here's why Purdy is the best version of this offense for Kyle Shanahan without having a true force multiplier quarterback like a P- P- Pat or a Burrow or a Even a Josh Allen, obviously, he's still pretty good, guys. I just think it's gnarly how we let him get away with stuff. Or if they had a Trevor Lawrence or if they had a Lamar Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Like, here's the thing with Purdy. Purdy has a hefty... Purdy will give you the on-time, on-target stuff in the schedule, in the script of the Shanahan-style offense that you need for it to work. But then he will also give you an extra element that nobody else we've seen run it. We didn't, I mean Trey Lance and the limited access we saw never gave it to you. You never get you never got it from Jimmy G. He doesn't have the juice at the with the arm and he doesn't have that much mobility to be able to give you the juice to stretch the ball. And you certainly didn't get it with the likes of the backups, the, the wheel of backup quarterbacks, your CJ Bethards, your Nick Mullins, your etc. The the Niners have worked so well with Purdy Because he can do all the stuff they need to do, which is, you know, the on time, on target, all of their little nifty, you know, nooks and crannies and shenanigans, their shenanigans. But um, and then he can also he also has that any tiny bit of YOLO in his game, not the infinite bound wisdom, you know, all seven C's combined. Uh, plus the population of Bikini Bottom amounts of YOLO that Josh Allen has. But Brock Purdy has just enough to sometimes be like, fuck it. I can make that throw that I probably shouldn't try, but I can make it. And you get the play where, yeah, he'll hit the layups and he'll hit certain things. But then he'll sit back there, step up in the pocket, and then let that seed down the sideline rip to Brandon Ayuk. And Ayuk goes up and mosses a defender in the end zone for six like he did on Sunday. That is the stuff that you did not get with, with Garoppolo with that. You did not obviously get from any of the other tryhards when Garoppolo was hurt, but that is why the Niners offense is at an insanely different level under Purdy who, yes, mechanics, tools, all of that is in middle of the road quarterback, but his ability to take risks. It's not again, the comparison between risks and just, border and just absolute asinine craziness like Josh Allen is, it's different. It's not black and white. We're not living on the margins here. It's totally different because Allen will try to do nutty stuff for just the sake of it because, you know, it's a, it's a Wednesday. Let's get weird. You know what that means, but Purdy will take risks because it's like, man, I'm living on the edge here, but I can go for it. Let me try this. I mean, he's not really. There, let me put it this way: There's a difference between taking risks and being reckless. Purdy's not reckless; he takes risks, he takes chances, and that gives them the opportunity to stretch the ball. And that's why the Niners' offense looks completely different under Purdy than it ever did with with Garoppolo. And it's why the Niners' ceiling is higher. They can go and they don't have a, a cap on how they can win games against certain teams because Purdy gives them an element that is just. It's insane, man. Ayuk never had games like, like he did he, at the end of last year and then on Sunday with Garoppolo. But that's because Purdy didn't put the ball in spots where he could let those types of skill guys go get it. Their offense is still extremely tough to defend just off of the scripted stuff and, and how they manipulate the field. You know, like The thing I always say is the Niners are so good because not, not only do they make you defend... The 120 or 116 yards north and south, they make you guard the 52 and a third or whatever it is, east and west. You have to guard all of it at all times. It's all open with this Niners offense. But Purdy takes the risks and will take chances to stretch the ball downfield. And, you know, he can hit a home run. If you throw a, like, Garoppolo was singles, singles, doubles all the time. You know, and you had the Kansas City Royals circa twenty fifteen keep the line moving in order to win. With Purdy, you're hitting some gaps, you're finding some holes, you're stealing a few bases, and then all of a sudden, when the pitcher throws a cement mixer and leaves it hanging middle middle, you're taking that and hitting the shit out of it 450 feet. That's what Purdy does, and that's what makes this offense so good. Not only and obviously Christian McCaffrey though, too, like he's been he was great yesterday. But like that's the type of stuff that Purdy can just do at the quarterback position. And that's just at one-fifth or sixth of the skill guys they have that are so good. And that doesn't even get to the defensive side of the football, which was so dominant yesterday and just took advantage of the Steelers' lack of competence on the offensive side with Matt Canada. Yeah, the Niners are good, man. They are really, really good. So that's the Elite Eight. Niners at one. Cowboys 2, Lions 3, Eagles 4, Chiefs 5, Dolphins 6, Bills or Bengals 7, and Jags 8. We will take one last quick break. We'll come back to wrap things up. This was the Elite Eight, week number one, presented by our friends at hate Yard Mowing?
2: Barbers. Need your lawn or business landscaped? Having trouble with an unruly yard that your neighbors hate? Yard Barbers LLC is your hookup. Mowing, weeding, edging, trimming, aerating, fertilizing. Holloway, they can do it all, and they aren't just good for your summertime yard blues. They work all year long, and you can get signed up for their winter services for that annoying snow and ice removal. Find Yard Barbers on Facebook at Yard Barbers LLC, send them an email at yardbarbersqc at gmail.com, or shoot them a text at 309-235-1595.
0: Shout out to our boys and our friends, boy, the boys and girls of Yard Barbers, LLC. Thank you for sponsoring this week's edition of the Elite Eight. And I know I said 45 minutes, but hey, we, we're coming in right at a crisp hour. Oh, we got some we had some fun takes. We had some fun banter. These live shows, man, they're on fire right now. Um, This week, the Sinister Six show is up in the air on what day it'll be. My girlfriend, my lovely lady, is celebrating her birthday on Thursday. So we are not going to be watching the Thursday night game live uh, or doing the Sinister Six show Thursday night game recap afterwards. Um, so, yeah, we won't get that. There's a chance that we do a late, late night recording of the Sinister Six this week, or you might get some sort of random on-phone in the van on the way to Quincy style tick thing uh, for the Sinister Six show this week. I'm not too sure yet. We'll see. Depends how the week goes because I do not want to cement my bets on Wednesday. That's so early. Thursday, I'll be preoccupied. Um, worst case, we will have some sort of quick video. Um, maybe, maybe Saturday morning. Because Friday I have a game, so I'll be there. I'm in Quincy. Like I said, maybe I just record something in the back of the coach's van that I'm riding in. Like, guys, shut up. I'm social media and I got to yell at Nate on Facebook and all my friends, you know? Uh, But yeah, that'll do it for today. Uh, Four and two week on the Sinister Six. I will gladly take that. We are now seven and five on the year. To get out of the week one with the college only slate three and three, mm, we love it, and we should have been five and one, man. That Toledo, that two lane bet, God, I should. I'm kicking myself for not just taking Texas, but that two lane bet, uh, we had them until we didn't. But yeah, man, I feel really good, uh, where we're at right now, and I, I feel really great about what we've been doing. The live shows have been killing it. Um, so there's a chance you won't see us until next Sunday for another live show. We'll do the Sunday night recap. And me and Nick, as Dolphins fans, you can either come in here and cheer with us or you can come in here and laugh at our misery if the Dolphins lose on Sunday night against the Patriots. So, yeah, that'll be fun. But regardless, we're going to be hype. I cannot wait. Uh, uh, And and then, of course, next Monday, we have a Monday night doubleheader. Brown Steelers, that'll be a doozy. And the other one, I don't remember what the other game is. I, I think it's Eagles. No, Eagles are on Thursday. I'm an idiot. The other Monday night game is last year. It was a blowout, so we'll hope both games are fun. Saints Panthers. Uh, that'll be kind. That'll be okay. Get to watch Bryce Young. Saints will probably win by a million in Carolina. Panthers stink. Uh, but yeah, that bank that Browns Steelers game is going to be tasty. So yeah, that'll be next Monday, next uh, Sunday, and Monday. Those are our two big ones, and then we'll see. Uh. Like I said, if we're not gonna if we're not live this week at uh at some point for the Sinister Six stuff, you will get some sort of video or some sort of post from me about our bets. At worst I will put I will post the virtual bet slip graphic. Shout out to DJ for the graphics. So we will have that up on Facebook at some point. Thanks to everybody who watched, thanks to everybody who hung out, thanks to everybody who liked. Um, as I always say, man, tell one friend and tell them to tell a friend as well. That goes a long way into anything. Um, It's been so cool to have people hang out with us, you know, but to to make this grow, just tell one person that, you know, hasn't watched this that you think would enjoy it. And what is it? It's sports banter and craziness. We just come in here and have a good time. The the most fun is when y'all are in here chopping it up with me. We've had Jordan, Nate, Isaiah, my guy, Austin, uh, Will. We've had a plethora of people hang out and chop it up with us as well because then we can go back and forth with stuff. That makes it fun. So we appreciate all of that. Um, Yeah, man, tell one person. You never know how far that will go. Like and share as well. We appreciate that. Until next time, hopefully at the end of this week for the Sinister Six, we'll be back with a definite live show Sunday night for the Sunday night live show with myself and Nick. This has been the Educated Ignorance Podcast. If you ain't got your game, you best pass your sticks. We d- pass the sticks. We definitely know that Josh Allen just gave the sticks away for his. And it wasn't like for no reason. No, it wasn't a birthday. It wasn't a holiday. He was just like, I don't want them. You take them. Uh, he flower girl tossed them at the wedding. Uh, that's what he did with the sticks. But you ain't got the game. You best pass the sticks. My name's been Joe. The show. We will see you guys next time. Until then, we are out. Peace.